Hello, it's Wednesday. Yes, it's Radio Free Professor Wrestling. It's Stunny Sean alongside David the Smart Mark. David, what a crazy week in professional wrestling. We are recording as the D Block final is going on in the New Japan G1 Climax 33. And unfortunately, David, your buddy Zach Saber Jr. needs this a little bit of help. Yeah, but that's typical G1s. They will make the last rounds of matches ultimate thrillers. Uh, there'll always be a cliffhanger in each group, and I can see this um, this carrying on. Right now, in order for your buddy Zack Sabre Jr. to advance, he needs to win his match and have either Jeff Cobb or Naito lose their match. It's a possibility. He can still get into this. I can see Naito being beaten, but I'm not so sure about Jeff Cobb. There seems to be a little bit of a push behind him. You know, I've been trying to push Jeff Cobb myself. I think he's a very good talent. But hey... You got Evil through to the Elite Eight. Evil is in the Elite Eight. I love Evil. I know we had this discussion last week. Um, the G1 has picked up. Um, we reported a couple of weeks ago how disappointed we were with the start. But I think ever since um, Okada Osprey, they've really upped the game. You know, the more I look at it, David, I think like they were pacing themselves. And I think they get this thing figured out now. I think the four blocks work. And I like the fact that now... In the last week, they added a tag team match, so you still get to see everybody, but it's kind of takes down the wear and tear and the injuries. We haven't seen that many injuries like we normally see in a G1 tournament. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with the four blocks as work because you've always got something going on. You've always got, you're always looking at the top end and saying, oh, he needs to be, he, if he wins, if they, you know, he doesn't go over in this match, he's out. And yeah, it's, um, Really, really um, picked up. Osprey's winning anyway. We may come back to that, but Osprey's winning a lot. Well, if we have anything about it, Will Osprey's going to win this freaking tournament. He's got to. He's got to. Any other booking will be foolish. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. And David, as we were in our recording last Monday, a very sad event happened the passing of one he saw it adrian street david i literally thought about putting in a post like little story about him passing away and i thought i can't do this guy justice this guy is freaking amazing so i thought i would wait to now till i get you back on the show so we can talk about the solid one because this guy is something else yeah he was um he was um a huge huge talent um, I'm trying to put this in in order. He started in the 60s over here in the UK. We carried on and obviously went over to, he's even married, managed at, at one point by um, Mr. James Cornett, which I, 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 I found amusing. That, um, but him and Miss Linda, he obviously played, and, and bear in mind this is in the UK at the time, an openly taboo gay character, which he wasn't. He was married to Linda. Um, and he was happily married. He was one of the guys that was a, a, a known tough guy behind the scenes, but really didn't flaunt it, was quite mild-mannered, and it was just one of those, when he stepped through the curtain, he became this character, but he could wrestle, and he could technically wrestle, and he was he was a high-quality um, wrestler. So I saw him, bizarrely, locally when I was 18, which is far, far too many years ago, and he was just fantastic. His charisma... His personality. One famous story that I'll tell, because it is infamous now. Um, we had 
a BBC entertainer over here in this country by the name of Jimmy Savile, who delved into the realms of professional wrestling. Now, Savile ended up being disgraced as a hugely disgraced paedophile, but he was one of Britain's biggest, biggest and most beloved TV personalities at the time. Started off as a Radio 1 DJ and then moved into television, and he was beloved until it came out of an incident where Street actually took offence to him becoming a wrestler because of the K. The, it was the days of kayfabe when everyone protected the business. And a, a Street absolutely stiffened him in the ring, knocked seven bells of the proverbial out of him, um, which obviously had everyone um, on his side because he was traditionally a heel because he was this diversive character. It was only when he went over to the States that he became a face for a short period of time. Then he signed up and had Jim in his corner. So obviously by design, he was a heel because he, he had Jim Cornette as manager. But yeah, a sad loss, a really, really sad loss. There's plenty of documentaries out on Netflix and on Amazon about him and his, his career. Um, and it's a huge loss to the business. You know, David, I'm just old enough to remember him being over here in the States and seeing him wrestle a few times in different territories. I want to say I probably saw it mostly probably when they had this uh, wrestling federation called the, the Global Wrestling Federation that was on ESPN during like in the early 90s, and they were showing some matches, and he was there, and he just always regretted my attention This, by the way he was dressed and how he would act in the ring. Like, you were coming from that era where you have all these kind of like legit kind of professional wrestlers, kind of like Bob Backlund, Bruno San Martino. Now you have this guy who's kind of like George, George in a way, this super flamboyant. But when he got into the ring, the dude was freaking tough as nails. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The the Bob Backlund analogy is um is a really, really good one, Sean, because he was like a British Bob Backlund. That's a, apart from the um the acting camp routine, um, it was an it's an excellent analogy for his style and his ability. Well, David, we here at Radio Free Professional Wrestling would like to say our condolences to the family of Adrian Street and his wife, Miss Linda. And there's no easy way to go to our next story. We'll just go ahead and move to our second news story of the week. As David, mark your calendar. It's Thursday, August 17th, as Demand Progress Plus launches. The new way we can watch Progress Professional Wrestling will be live on Thursday, August the 17th. They just released this statement about i want to say four hours ago and david they were not so kind to share yet again yeah um I, I, I really don't know what to say about this literally you messaged me before we um recorded and sent me an image that i was actually looking at at the time about the the new seven seven ninety nine a month over here in the uk at seven of the queen's pals or king's pals sorry um 99 I don't know what it will be for, obviously, overseas, but there's no idea of whether it's going to be an app or not, or whether it's just going to be an online service like Pivot Share was. Well, they got, like, I want to say one website for the service, and they got a, a dedicated email if anything goes wrong with said service. David, I feel like it's going to be their version of what they were doing with Pivot Share. I don't think it'll be an app per se, at the, at the launch. I feel like it's going to be like a website. 
And eventually, hopefully they go down the app route because I feel like that's the best thing. Now, remember last week we were talking about, hey, they should team up with Fight TV because Fight TV already has the infrastructure right there. And all you have to do is kind of negotiate your payout with Fight TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, if ICW can do it and they're getting better crowds now than ICW up in Glasgow, um, but mind you, they're putting progress, to be fair, are putting on better shows and they've got the they've got the major star in the UK in Spike Travel. Okay, so we still don't know if they're going to do live event casting on this new service. I get my fingers crossed, but I don't have my hopes up about the live streaming just yet. I feel like that's probably down the road a little bit for Progress Wrestling, but I can't wait to Thursday, August 17th because I will be signing back up so I can finally get see some Progress Wrestling from the summer. Yeah, I, I probably will as well. One thing they've said on the statement today is they're going to trial a couple of events and see if they can get the bugs out. I think they hope to stream live. I think that's their that is their ambition. I think that would get that would bring them customers in. I think so, David. I think we're at a point in 2023 where if you're not doing some sort of live streaming of your event, you're kind of behind the eight ball. Yeah. Okay, David, we're moving over to our third story of the week. As AEW had just passed the number of tickets sold for WrestleMania 3, the one where Hulk Hogan, Bobby Slam, an 800-pound Andre the Giant in front of by 150,000 people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, allegedly they've, um, they've done that. But, I mean, whatever happens, all in will be a success based on the, the crowd numbers. And and now it's been announced this week. It's on fight. You can um, stream it live on fight as well. And they've not overpriced it here in the UK. It's ten pounds ninety nine in here in the UK, which is a reasonable a reasonable number for fight TV. And here in North America, it's going to be a pay per view. So go ahead and save up your forty nine ninety nine, as you're going to need that. Then a week later, you're going to need another forty nine ninety nine, as I was fearing to do a double shot of AEW wrestling inside of a week. That's steep. That is steep. Um, I mean, for me, it's probably only going to cost about £25 in total for the two shows. For you, you in North America, I do feel sorry for you. That's a lot of money. Well, you know what? I guarantee you that the all-in card is going to be freaking amazing. And we'll just have to see what the all-out card becomes. Yeah, I, I beg to differ with that. It's not often I disagree with you. But I beg to differ. I think I'm going to be very disappointed with the all-in card. Well, let's just wait to the Sunday six questions because I've got a feeling this is going to come back up. Good. Okay, David. My fourth news story of the week. At By the end of September, this merger between the WWE and Endeavor will be finalized, according to Brandon Furston. And I feel like we're seeing the effects of this merger coming now as we were watching the SummerSlam this past weekend. I feel like there's a little bit more control from Endeavor, but even though they were saying, hey, we're going to do the UFC playbook where they're kind of more hands-off. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't notice that much. I was aware of it, but it didn't, I'll be honest, it didn't impinge my, my viewing of SummerSlam. I really thought SummerSlam was a good event. I know a lot of people watching it live had some issues with some of the finishes of the matches. <laughs> now, for me... I was watching AEW Collision as we were getting ready for me and Ashley to record our first episode of the Double Clothesline podcast. If you haven't listened to that podcast, 
go back one show in our feed here on Radio Free Professor Wrestling. I had dropped it in there as a little extra treat for you guys. I think it's a good podcast. It's a very good podcast. Ashley, good stuff, mate. Keep him in order. I finished watching SummerSlam last night. I started to feel like maybe the main event was kind of crazy where he had GB turn on Jay. Then somebody put a video of, of that um, promo battle they had a few months ago, whereas Jimmy and Jay and Roman in the rain right before they decided to super kit Roman. And they were like, hey, you know, he wasn't really talking to Jay about being the tribal chief. He was talking about Jimmy. And the, the line is saying, hey, you can't be a twin and a tribal chief at the same time. So I feel like they're fitting a story where Roman was really speaking to Jimmy, and Jimmy decided to take the power instead of being loyal to his brother. I don't know what you've got in store for me yet, Sean, but I'm going to say it now. Anyone who had a problem with that ending of SummerSlam hasn't watched enough wrestling. Because if you couldn't see that sort of ending coming, and um, with the way the WWE, well, with the way all companies work, it was, I, I'm sorry, I saw it coming a long way off. There was a perfect out for Roman. And, and starting a move away from the Bloodline feud, but maybe coming back to it. You've got so many options now, and I, I could really, really see it coming, Sean. And I don't want to sound smug, because I'm not being smug, um, but I saw it coming a long way off. You know, me, Chris, and Matt were talking about it like a week ago when we did our SummerSlam preview with the guys from Six Win Media, and I was really saying, you know, if we're going to do this, I thought it would be... Solo Sokola be the person that triggers all of this. Well, we got our solo moment in this match, but then here comes Jimmy, and same result. I mean, we continue this bloodline storyline, and later on in the 76 questions, I'm going to ask you, have they jumped the shark tank with the bloodline? Stay tuned. But going back to SummerSlam here for a second, David, this is the most successful SummerSlam in history as they have got revenue coming in $7 million in sponsorship from SummerSlam 2023. That's an increase of 23% from last year. And like every other event outside of WrestleMania so far this year, all their premium live events have been the highest grossing premium event in the history of the company. Yeah, they've done well this year financially. Some of the product hasn't been what... Um, some of the product has been very iffy. Some of the product's been very good. We've had one of the best ongoing storylines that I think in the history of the company in the bloodline, and all they've done at SummerSlam is they've left it with some avenues. That's all they've done. And if people, I can't believe how much people have moaned about the finish of the main events. If you couldn't see that coming, maybe take up golf. Golf is a fun game. I mean, I enjoy playing some golf sometimes, but not as much as I enjoy professional wrestling, let me tell you about that. I think you get my point. I do get your point. <laughs> okay, another thing that happened at SummerSlam is apparently we've seen the last match for Ronda Rousey, maybe for a very long time. You know what? We'll talk about it right here, David. I think the match was fine. They had a good match. I feel like where this went wrong was the fact that they didn't announce to the crowd, hey, here's the rules to this match. So the people that seen and watching this match who were going to help you get this match over had no idea how this match was going to end. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. I thought it was one of the weaker matches, but again, the crowd weren't, for me, the crowd weren't um, emotionally involved in this. I thought it was the right finish. Um, it got Shayna over and fair play. I actually admire Ronda Rousey because her comebacks, she's a very 
strange child in that she's either doing it and into it or she's not. But I do admire the fact that she allowed Shayna to carry on this, uh, the beast that she is. Um, and she'll be missed because she is a major lad. Exactly. But I got a feeling, Dave, if she's not happy with what happened during her time with the last run in WWE, what a better way to go out than just putting over your best friend at least that way you have done something in your own mind that, hey, I just helped my best friend out. There's nothing else for me to do in the WWE. And if I want to go back to the UFC for one fight, why not? Yes. Yeah, because she might have fortune for that. Agree with all of that. Okay. So our last story of the week coming out of SummerSlam is a report that Roman Reigns got injured during that main event match against Jay Uso. And according to Sean Ross Sapp, of Fightful and Dave Meltzer. This happened early on in the match. We don't know at the time of recording exactly what Roman's injury is. He's scheduled to be on SmackDown this Friday to do a celebration. And I feel like this celebration, David, is the moment where he may hand over the title of Tribal Chief over to Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Um, it's, it's certainly had some time off. Um, apparently, it's, yeah, he was hurt, and he did well. I mean, really well to finish that match because it was early on, allegedly. If you um, if you agree with friend of the show, Dave Meltzer. Oh, no, sorry. You don't agree with friend of the show, Dave Meltzer. Anyway, um, he's done well, Roman. He deserves some time off. There's some, as I said earlier on, there's some interesting avenues and some interesting ways to go. He could hand it over. He could take it with him, and you could leave just the two young, young bucks to fight with Solo in the middle trying to be the voice of reason? Or will he hand it to Solo? There's so many options. They've left so many roads to travel down. So it will actually make you want to watch SmackDown to see what they do. I'm really interested to see this SmackDown coming up Friday night. We're going to leave the Control Center right here and slide over to our 76 questions. But David, before I get to my 76 questions, do us one favor. I'm going to share a link for you to vote for a friend of the show, Ariana Grace, as she tries to be Miss Universe Canada. The link will be in the show notes. It's on our Twitter account right now. She heads over to do the prelims this weekend. So you still got about three days worth of voting. So you can vote free once every day. So do me a favor. Vote every day one time. And let's try to get our friend of the show advanced into the finals. Yeah, any friend of our show. Yeah. Well, David, you know, she's the only nice Canadian that I know personally. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. It's time for the stunning six question. All the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, David and Sean can make sense of it. Okay, David, on to the stunning six questions. And my very first stunning question is a question that a lot of people had about SummerSlam, as a lot of people thought one match would be on this card. And like the weekend before it got pulled, David, did Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus deserve to be on this card? Or is it better off being a main event of Money Not Raw? You know my feelings on Becky Lynch, and they're not good, all right? However, I'm going to be pragmatic here. Of course he should. Whether I like Becky Lynch or not, and the reasons why I don't like Becky Lynch are, I'm never actually fully, but they're they're justified. Trish Strauss versus Becky Lynch, two of the biggest female stars of all time in the WWE. Of course, it should have been the second biggest show of the the alleged second biggest show of the year. Of course, it should. Absolutely, 100%. And that 
is said to a great extent that it's being pragmatic. David, that SummerSlam card was about five hours long. It kind of got me to a point where could you not shave some of these video presentations before the matches down just a little bit so you could give these ladies 15 to 20 minutes to have a proper match on the card? Yeah. But I mean, AEW are knocking on WWE, WWE are knocking on AEW. I reckon All In will still be going on by the time All Out starts. It's one of those things in modern wrestling now that the shows are no longer three hours. You know, it's funny because they gave the reason for why this match wasn't on SummerSlam as the fact that he wanted to control the length of the card. David, they didn't control the length of this card. Well, I mean, no, yeah, we could go around, we could go around in circles all day long with this. But yes, in answer to your question, great in tea, yes, of course it should. Okay, David, I'm moving on to my second setting question. And this one might pay me just a little bit. But coming out of SummerSlam, Gunther is still our Intercontinental Champion, and he's literally 30 days away from passing the Hockey Top Man. Should he break this record, or should somebody just come in to save this at the 12th hour, like, I don't know, All-American Chad Gable? Um, I think you know my answer to this, Sean. I think it is a rhetorical, one of your finest rhetorical questions. Of course, Walter should pass the record, and should he lose it to Chad Gable? Not in a, no, no, not even close. Some of the stars that Gunther's gone over, Walter's gone over, then loses it to Chad Gable. Um, no. Well, you know, David, I, I hate to say this. I feel like Gunther has earned the right to break this record, and I feel like this is another stepping stone to get Gunther elevated to the main event level where down the road he could be the WWE World Champion, and I'm going to go get my mouthwash right now because I just said that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's like the Becky Lynch comment just now from me. Yeah, you've been pragmatic and I admire you for that, whether it's your own personal feelings or not. Okay, David, I'm going to move on to our third setting question. As so far, we know that MJF versus Adam Cole, baby, and possibly CM Punk versus Samoa Joe and FTR versus the Unbuts 3 are three of the matches announced for All In. Are you happy with this card so far? No, not at all. It's been dictated to by the companies, right? The card should have been, yeah, MJF versus Cole, got no problem with that with the build. Um, the, the main event should have been with Osprey, um, Kenny, simple as, but that's because of New Japan. New Japan won't allow that to happen. So um, we, we're going to get Will Osprey, Jericho. We're getting Jericho jumping on Will Osprey's popularity. The, um, we should have CMFTR, Versus the elite. Um, simple as. Um, and then the undercard I don't really care about. But the rumour has it they're reigniting the Impact slash ICW feud with Jeff Jarrett and Grado. And if I put that on, I'm out. I am genuinely out and I won't buy it or watch it. Um, if Graham Steveley weasels himself onto that card as he's likely, I'm done. Just so they can play Life of Prayer by Madonna when he comes down the Wembley Yard. No, not for me. Really, really not for me. And I'm gutted to say that because this could have been one of the wrestling events of my lifetime and it's rapidly turning into... I'm not being funny. We've already had Samoa Joe CM Punk in England just after the Ring of Honor trio match. They, they did it in the Sky Dome at Coventry. I know because I was there. They had a, a, a card called International Showdown, 
which was um, an independent show. It had Mitch Sauer on it. Um, it had Raven. It had Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles for the um, from TNA over that headline, the main event. Foley was on the card. Um, so if he remotely tries to pull this, will be the first time CM Punk's Samoa Joe is in England. Um, you know, he's insulting British wrestling fans. I have been so, so disappointed with the all-in card. And I'm sorry to say that. Okay. How would he feel about Sheeta versus Soraya as your women's AEW World title match at All-In? Yeah, but look at the current version of Soraya. I know, David, but I still kind of want this match. I mean, it's a pity, don't get me wrong, it's a pity Hater looks like she's not going to be injured. And now we've lost Pat, because Pat's injured and unlikely to make All-In, which is, is, is one guarantee that no matter what, Pat, no matter what heel or face, Pat would have got ripped the roof off, same as Osprey. Obviously, obviously, all the Brits are going to, no matter what the state of play within the company, they're going to rip the roof off of Wembley when they get announced. Uh, and Osprey and Jericho's going to have to go heel shortly after going face to face Osprey in Wembley, which is only like 13 miles from where he was born. But I'm so genuinely disappointed with what, you know, Hater, Hater and Path are two big misses for them. That's not their fault. Well, it is because Tony books his wrestlers to get injured, but that's another story. As I say, if if they book Jarrett Gray, go, I'm done. I'm out. I'm I'm totally going to uninvest. And then maybe All Out will probably be. I've, I'm convinced now that All Out will be back to the better show. Well, that's a steady question for later on, my friend. In a few weeks, we'll have that question. We'll, we'll compare the two. Don't worry. We always do. So allow me to go to my fourth study question of the week. And it, it's this question that I alluded to earlier in the show. David, had they jumped the shirt tank with the bloodline storyline as we're three years plus now into this drama that is the family that is headed by the tribal chief, one Roman Reigns. Yeah, the great, great, great leading short. No, I don't think they have. I really don't like As I said earlier, um, I didn't, I could see this sending coming. I had no problem with it. It gives them outs and it gives them roads. It gives them outs because Roman was injured. It gives them outs to give Solo a bigger lineup. And it, you obviously have the potential of brothers feuding now within the bloodline. Um, I think it gives them options. I really do. I've, I've seen some of them, the whinging, bitching and moaning on social media about the ending to this match. I had no problem with it. I had no problem with it. I could see it coming. So, therefore, when you're not surprised, you're not going other. Which I didn't. I just thought I thought it was, I, you know, no problem with it. You know what, David? I'm right there with you. I feel like watching the match the second time, I'm like, you know what? This does make sense. Especially with seeing this stuff online about the trouble from a few months ago. I can see the story, how it's being spent now. And, yeah, if you didn't see the moment where Robert accidentally speared Solo Sokoa, they went, oh, my word, I F up. Hey, Solo, bro, I'm sorry. And Solo's just looking like, dude, you just speared me. Um, why am I helping you? Yeah, 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 no, no, I, I agree. Yeah, there's so many options for this. So, no, for me, it was it was the only logical way of doing things because they didn't, obviously, they weren't going to take the title off Roman yet. Exactly, David. And I feel like we're going to get at least one solo versus Roman match. We need to before Roman goes off to Hollywood. Yeah, 100, 100% agree. Okay, David, we're going on to my fifth stunning question. And this question came up last week as 
Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns was on an ESPN show called First Take. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith, the host of First Take, asked Paul Heyman if Body the Brain Heaton was the greatest manager of all time. Now, Paul Heyman in character said, no, he's not. He's dead. Alluding to that Paul Heyman is the greatest manager of all time. David, out of Paul Heyman, Bobby the Brain Heaton, and Jim Cornette, who is the greatest wrestling manager of all time? Right, in top three, and there's not much between them because all of them are absolute geniuses. All of them are at the top of the tree in anything and everything they've done. And you only have to look at whether you like Cornette or not, and I don't really give a stuff about this. His his business, what he's done with actually stepping away from wrestling, but but not, he's still relevant. And if people listen to him just to moan, they're listening to him. But my top three in order, Brain, Cornette, Heyman, and there's not much between them. They were all absolutely fantastic, and I could listen to any one of the three for hours. David, I feel like my three is just like yours. I would have Bob Heyman number one, Cornette number two, and Paul Heyman number three. Now, granted, Heyman probably had longer longevity as a manager since he's been doing it from since like 1990. I remember him back in WCW being with the Dangerous Alliance. Bob Heaton, to me personally, is the greatest wrestler manager of all time and probably one of the best color commentators you'll ever hear. If you haven't seen any of his work with Gorilla Monsoon, you need to go to YouTube and just Google Gorilla Monsoon and Body Rain Heenan and just sit back because you're going to laugh and cry as these two guys just are the masters of the craft. Uh, what, what, what amuses me is Cornette and Heyman's career are very, very similar. They both started as um, teenage photographers um, in and around their respective areas. Obviously, Heyman's up in New York. And uh, Jim was down in the, uh, the the Southern Territories, um, and then they eventually got into the business that way and became, you know, became managers once they got behind the curtain. Um, and Jim always um, credits J- Jeff Jarrett's mother, Jerry Jarrett's wife, for getting him behind the curtain and getting him getting him a job. He's always very, very complimentary about her as a lady. As he is, he's, he's still friends with Jeff. He still speaks highly of Jerry Jarrett whenever he, he talks. Whereas um, I'm trying to think, is it George Tainos who got um, Heyman, um, started to work with, with Heyman and get Heyman behind the curtain? But obviously, yeah, all of them absolutely fantastic and all of them deserve to be Hall of Famous. Exactly, David. And I'm going to go to my sixth and final study question as we're trying to figure out who should win the G1 tournament. David, I feel like we're on the same page here. So far, we know that Sonata has a chance to do the impossible. He he could literally win this and be the first person since like 2002 to be the champion and win the G1. If that's the case, he gets to pick his opponent for Wrestle Kingdom, which would be kind of cool. I gotta say, it would be kind of cool to see somebody go undefeated for this amazing tournament. We also have Okada as he won his block. Now, the second person in that block was your friend Evil. I'm pretty sure we're set for a David Finley, Will Ospreay quarterfinal matchup. That should be one hell of a matchup, David. Well, from this point onwards, it will be spectacular. There's no two ways about it. However, if I'm sure the draw works out right this, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We're looking at a Sonata Ospreay final. That is the only final, and it is intriguing because you mentioned the unique booking point of if Sonata does happen to win, first play, you know, all the good stuff that you just mentioned, and the intriguing possibility of him picking 
his own opponent? Is he an honourable gentleman? And will he pick the number one contender, which would be Osprey? It will be Osprey. Or does Osprey win the G1 and then Osprey picks it on his terms? It's it's clever booking. We're finally getting there with the G1, and um, I can't wait to see how it turns out. David, I feel like Will Osprey needs to beat Sonata in the finals. Yep. In that way, we go to Wrestle Kingdom with Will Ospreay having one victory over Sonata. And you can play this either way you want to. If you want to keep the title on a Japanese professional wrestler, what a better win for Sonata to get this title reign of his kickstarted. Because a lot of people outside of Japan, and some maybe inside Japan, feel like Sonata is not world champion level yet. It's only because they pushed they pushed someone that no one was expecting. It's not that he hasn't got the ability, Sean, and he's, we both know this, but we also know who should be the, the world champion, and his time has come, and if they don't pull the trigger now, they're never going to do it for me. They're never going to do it. They're never going to put it on well if they don't do it now. Exactly. I feel like this is the era of the assassin, and I feel like he needs to have this win at, Wrestle Kim, you know what? Just as a thank you for him being the champion during the pandemic for this little time before he got injured, because he was the world champion at one point when there was no fans there or the fans were not able to cheer. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We we same soul sheet. Um, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the climax now. The fact that they've got four blocks now makes it really, really interesting. Well, David, we get to the end of the seventy six questions. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to send David Mark off in style as his final regular appearance on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. It's going to be the review show after All Out, AEW All Out. That weekend, David will be making his final regular appearance on his show. He's going to be like, like a professor and alumnus. He'll come back when he wants to talk about something that is important in professional wrestling. But after AEW All Out, we're going to let David go into retirement from the show. And we'll still talk. I'll still listen to your wonderful weekend sports show. And I will still cheer the posh on to hopefully advance back into the championship and maybe one day get into the Premier League. Thanks, mate. Um, Listen, since we started this with that crooked SNME um, podcast show, I found a I found a friend that I never thought that I'd relate to so much, and it is with a heavy heart that I make this decision, but there are numerous good reasons for me doing this, and one of them, if you're listening, Ashley is one of them. You and Ashley made a great team. I have many projects in the fire, and I also have my health to look after, which as regular listeners to this show know has not been the best. I have not come upon this decision lightly, but I want a farewell to her. And the one thing that I want with the all-in and all-out shows is we're bringing Tim Callender. It's now, I've always been the gentleman. I have always been the, the neutral. I've always played devil's advocate. But make no mistake, this time Tim Callender, it's fucking on. We're winning that Churchill Cup. That is coming back to Sean and myself. Make no mistake, no more. Mr. Nice Guy. Top Smart Mark out. Ladies and gentlemen, have a East week. 
Christina here. On behalf of the guys, thanks for listening. Like the show? Do us a favor and share it with a friend. Have a stunning question? Email it to the show at radiofreeprowrestling at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Radio Free Pro Wrestling. Stay stunningly.